This is your co-host, Mark, former Hooper, college Hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training. Here with my guy, says kids, future partner in coaching and business, GZAC. Hey, what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald, Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here on my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us and let's get straight to the episode. My brother, what's up, bro? Hey, let's go, Mark. Fresh off that Steelers win. <laughs> it was ugly, but I'll take it, man. Super ugly, but at the end of the day, we're 11 and 0. You know yeah. the vibes, man. Steel City represent. <laughs> For sure. I know the Baltimore fans mad at you out there. Bro, if we would have lost, I wouldn't have been able to go to work tomorrow. Oh, you can't show your face no more. I wouldn't be able to see nobody. Like, I, I've been talking. Had to, naturally. Of course. But, man, yeah, I would have been getting killed out here. <laughs> Without Lamar, too? Oh, bro. oh, my gosh. And RG3 getting hurt. And you would have got crucified. <laughs> hey, it was ugly, like we said, but we won, bro. We won. Thank God. Yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> hey, but it's good to be back, man. Uh, Breaking Barriers Pod, episode 36. Definitely want to give a quick shout-out to Anchor, Spotify, Apple, everybody that's putting our stuff out each and every week. And I know it's been a couple of weeks, bro, but we're back. We're here. Yeah, for sure, man. We, You know, we have we had other stuff that was more important, you know, but the, the fans held us down and stuck with us. You know, um, I'm sure just like on my behalf, just your behalf, um, people were sending us stuff and, um, you know, just chopping it up, basketball with us, wanting to keep us up with the info. So when we came back, so, um, you know, shout out to the fans. We appreciate over that, of course. And, um, you know, we just lo- I just looked at our, our stats, man. You know, we cracking um, 2K views, bro. Hey, turn us up, man. We, no, I mean, honestly, bro, like we've been doing this since about April now. And we've right. been consistent with it. I feel like a lot of people thought we would have been fell off by now, but right, we've been at it, man. We used to do three episodes a week, which is crazy. Dropped it back to two. Now, one episode per week is definitely the way to kind of go about it and give our best topics, people that right. want to hear what we have to say in that sense. It's just more, more uh, listenable, I guess. But, yeah, bro, we even had – I mean, the reason we haven't been on here in about – Roughly three weeks, at least recording a normal pod, we had our Instagram live on draft day. Lit. That was yeah. lit. Yeah, shout out to everybody that came in. I mean, bro, sure. even just thinking back to that, how easy was that versus us doing these traditional podcasts? And these aren't I mean, hard, but. I mean, it's it's hard when we, you know, when Anchor got their days where they want to act up. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was it was definitely easier, of course, I mean. The fans was able to just tap in, and they was able to see us, and also speak to us at the same time. So, um, you know, it was like a, it was probably the best thing we could have did, especially for the draft. Instead of trying to hurry up and drop an EP, and then throw it out, and you know, they're not gonna listen to the EP right then and there. Right, then the timing's all off, and it's just it's whack. Exactly. So you know, I mean, we basically had a watch party. For the yeah. draft, yeah. So I mean, it was lit the whole time. We had a lot of heads up in our in our live in our feed. People reaching out to us, and honestly, yeah. since then, people have been saying they want more of them lives. So yeah, we'll have to get crazy. back on it for sure, for sure. Definitely, I think I think we'll save that for when basketball come around, though. You know, yeah. So that way we don't we don't just worry all out with the live. 
and then we don't get nobody to tune in. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's the thing. So yeah, we had our draft day, like like you said, watch party, and last week with the holiday, and I had some family stuff going on. Shout out to you sure. for understanding that, but we're no. back. Um, honestly, bro, even throwing it back to that live. So obviously, we haven't been on here in a couple of weeks. What What were your overall uh, takeaways from the NBA draft? I mean, we touched on a lot of it during the live, but for the guys that didn't get to tap in, what were you thinking watching? At least we watched the lottery together. Oh man, um, you know it was the whole thing was. How can I put it? It, it was kind of self-explanatory Facts. being, um, you know, they was pretty much projecting the whole time who was going to be what. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how the draft is, how teams is, how things go. You never know who was going to trade, who, where, who who did what. So, for sure. It was it was interesting to say to, uh, for the most part. But, you know, I think me and you had a couple questionable draft picks in between where we maybe felt like somebody would go elsewhere. But, I mean, for the most part, it was dope. What about you? For sure. I mean, definitely like the first three, we I think everybody knew yeah, it was going to be them three, and it was going to be Wiseman selected number two. So right. Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball going one and three, that was kind of up in the air leading up until draft day. Um, right. But, I mean, we touched on it in multiple episodes. We talked about it during the live. Anthony Edwards definitely fits the Minnesota Timberwolves much more right now than LaMelo Ball does, just because obviously oh, yeah. they got D'Lo, they got Cat. They don't need another quote-unquote ball-dominant guy. They need someone to kind of space the floor. They need someone that can get their own shot. But it's also defensive-oriented, too, where I think we all know that's not Melo's specialty yet. It might be, just right. like his big bro, Zoe. But, I mean, yeah. No, nah, it was lit, bro. That The draft was fun. I mean, it was funny when we were watching, like, <laughs> obviously it was definitely different all the kids were at their respected households they weren't in new york they weren't all chilling there in that little lotto room but like right, when exactly. kids would be getting emotional or they'd be telling like a family story they'd be getting all up like in their face like like big o <laughs> from chino hills like they needed to back it up like talking about his brother <laughs> passing you know what i'm saying like right right it was because like espn they're trying to get the best content since it's a different layout different scenario but dang like some of that stuff gotta... kind of threw me off. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, these cats, like, you know, they show. And then when they was doing the uh, up in their face, half the time the mic wasn't working. <laughs> so I'm like, you got you got these cats talking to the screen. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, I, I, I know it's a malfunction. You know, it's not the norm. Right. But, um, you know, I don't know. It was it was interesting. Bro. It was, nah. I mean, it, hey, it was fun on our end with the Instagram Live. But, I mean... We could talk on and on about the draft, but, I mean, just those first three picks, you think those are solidified, they're going to kind of fit in right away this upcoming season, so Edwards in Minnesota, Wiseman in Golden State, and LaMelo in Charlotte? Uh, Yeah, I think so, honestly, because of the fact of, like you said, um, Minnesota didn't need another ball-dominant guard, quote-unquote point guard. Mm-hmm. Um and then um, Golden State is just lacking a, a stretch big, basically. Right. And then um, – I know, think he's going to go crazy, honestly, in Golden State, even with, with Clay's injury, I feel like, James Wiseman. I feel like it fit, off. too. I feel like it, too. I feel like it fit. I feel like that's like a match made in heaven because he's playing with um, polished guys. Mm-hmm. They know what they want. They know what they need out of him. 
they're champions, so they know how to win at the highest level. So, you know, he he could come in and start, or he could come in and actually play backup to Looney. Yeah. Or or he could play the four with Looney at the five. So, you know, it's or the five with Looney at the four, you know, so there's so many options there. And then Melo, um, I feel like that's the best fit because he's starting with a young group with him. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, shout out to Scary Terry from the Yo. Yes, sir. But, he got to um, move off you know, the ball, bro. <laughs> got to move off the ball. Well, the, or, the thing with Melo, though, know, he don't really necessarily need the Rock 24-7 either. He, he's like his brother. He likes to move, get the ball up the court very, very quickly, whether that's with his baseball pass or with his handle. So, I mean, I, right. I think they're all going to mesh, man, honestly, in Charlotte. Charlotte's about yeah, to go crazy. Cool. And it's just funny because, like, you never see much publicity about the Charlotte Hornets. But over the last two, three weeks, I've been seeing a lot of it. Man, what? I they, I didn't see billboards already with Melo on there. And, like, they talking about how if, um, you know, they could have people there, the tickets would have went crazy. And it's just – it's amazing. He's, what, 18, 19 years mm-hmm. old? So young. I mean, you know, and, I mean, we didn't talk about this previous episodes, how, you know, um, the youngest is pretty much the – the future and like they're they're pretty much running it as far as you know the blue checks on instagram or as far as how much more notoriety they get for a tournament so they could tell you to pull up and shut a gym down you know just things like that so i mean it's dope to see all the the rookies you know fulfill a dream Mm -hmm. i kind of wish we could see a summer league bro i know we can't complain about that because we got games coming up in what two weeks (laughs) very quickly three very very quickly yes so, I mean, the season literally just ended. We just talked about how the Lakers won. And now we're talking about how the rookies have drafted. Then the rookies just go straight into the season. So, um, no complaints here, man. I feel like they all fit. I'm excited to see. Hope they all, you know, can fulfill what the teams need of them. Because, you know, it ain't the league ain't for everybody. No, it's not. So, it's not. We'll see. Honestly, too, man, I wanted to touch on a few – at least steals of the draft that I noticed and I wanted to bring to the table tonight. Um, okay. Cassius Stanley, guard out of Duke. Dude's athletic as heck, right? Like, he can jump out of the gym. Broke Duke's vertical jump record, which was previously set by Zion Williamson the year before, which obviously if this cat can jump higher than Zion, you know he's an athlete. Oh, for sure. Now, he didn't have, like, sure. a dominant year at Duke, but, I mean, this dude dropped to 54th overall to Indiana. Wow. And it's crazy, though, because, like, he's not going to go in there needing to have that immediate impact, kind of like, let's say, Edwards, Wiseman, Ball, Toppin, a lot of those guys that got drafted in the lotto. I mean, getting selected 50. He's coming pressure free. Right, so he's just going. He's going to hoop. He's going to learn. He can work on his body. He can work on his overall skill set and just kind of learn the NBA game. And, sure. I mean, shoot, I've I seen this, too. It's pretty crazy. This was actually the first time since 2008 that Duke didn't have a first-round pick. Wow. That speaks volumes to Coach K, man. Shout out to you. That's your boy, that is, man. That is my guy. But it also and, and it speaks volumes to how these non-traditional routes are also attaining throughout a lot of these younger guys. So whether you're going to play overseas or whether you're going to – "Quote unquote," a non-basketball school, like sometimes your talent as an individual can overcome saying, "Let's go to a blue blood organization like Duke, Kentucky, all the Kansas, Memphis." You know what I'm saying? Like, 
not sure. everybody's going to those top schools anymore. I mean, we seen Duke last night didn't look too too hot. Kentucky. Shoot. I mean, uh, um, UNC just lost today to Texas. Did they? Yeah, by two. They lost by two, 69, 67, 67, 65. That's what I'm saying. Like, honestly, I like it in the sense that those top schools aren't always dominating. Like, I want them to always be, like, a top dog and respect Who they are, yeah, for sure. But, like, I like seeing a more even playing field and a more competitive playing field across the board. I mean, it just makes the whole game more interesting and just more enjoyable at the end of the day to watch and even talk about on the pod. For sure, man. I mean... You know, them schools is always going to be who they is, like you said. I mean, it's a tradition. So, you pretty much try to go and get the hottest coach that's out there that want to come there and um, who you feel like fits your tradition, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I feel like these programs are always going to be who they is, like you said. But um, it's definitely dope to see the schools like Texas and all the other schools who may not have been up there for a while or they probably was before we was even thought of and then fell off before we was thought of mm-hmm. again or, you know, or as we was bought into the world, you know. Things like that. So it's dope to see competition back in there. Um, as far as these teams that always seem to upset the, the teams that's the blue blood, is because they always got the four year guys that mean you exactly, about which is rare. At least, at exactly. least within, I mean, the, the top tier programs, right? You don't see dudes staying exactly. at Duke for four years anymore, which that's how it was, let's say 15, 20 years ago. It's a whole different ball game thanks to your boy, Coach Cal. <laughs> and you know what though it's crazy because he get he gets scrutinized for it but and all that and but think about the 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 way he's helping all these families bro you know like he is getting their children to play professional basketball quicker exactly and, and you're and you can say what you want but Kentucky I don't know about any other college I'm not going to speak on it but I know he talks about it a lot Everybody get mad at him for sending them pro, but they got a clause in their contract. If you leave early, you're still allowed to come back and take your your classes that you was going to school for as a freshman. That's awesome. You know, so you can always pick up your education. It's not like you just leave and say forget it and pay off your your um whatever you got to pay off or well you're there for free basically because your your um scholarship. Right. So you know, um, you know, I mean, people get on about that, but end of the day, would you really want to see a kid – would you really want to see Zion in, in college for four years? Not at all. And that's the thing. It's like I almost think – I mean, I think it's going to happen here within the next couple of years, but I think when they went away with the whole kids going straight to the NBA right out of high school thing went away, I think that was a negative to the game as well. I mean, obviously you had sure. some dudes that – without a doubt, we're not ready to make that jump. But then again, yeah. what if LeBron James had to go to Ohio State for a year? Like, what would he have done, bro? He would have made noise at, at the school and bought him more popularity. It, like, yeah, like, it's he's not but, benefiting himself at all, you know? I was about to say, but he's not, you know, he's not getting better. I don't feel like if he – you see what he did when he came to the league. I mean, he was meant for mm-hmm. the league at that age. And just like, just like people, uh, you know, say what they want about Kobe, but – he was meant for it. Easily. You know, like KG, another one who was meant mm-hmm. for it. Like we got Hall of Famers who came out of high school, um, you know. So I just feel like you got to let them kind of take that leap and fall on their own because of the fact once they graduate, they're considered grown. Right. 
So um, I mean, hey, once you once you turn eighteen, you're grown. Honestly, exactly, bro. So I mean, like you know, like we, like you just said, you don't want to see Zion play for four years. No. And then look at look how how the times change. So okay, you do that. All these kids want to make a name for themselves to be a high stock in the mm-hmm. draft. So okay, you know how how do how do Coach K, Coach Cal, Penny, Coach J Wright, all these guys, how how do they go and get the next top class recruit for the next year? If they got their top guys staying for four years, right? I mean, oh, it's it plays for a reason. I for sure, like. for sure, and that's the thing. It's like even throwing it back to like our childhood, early two thousands. Throw it back to like the old Big East when Pitt was right. very competitive, UConn, Georgetown. Like those programs had guys that stuck around for four years. Then they would get like one or two freshmen that would kind of crack the lineup per year, just kind of to get ready for when their time is called, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, that's really not how it goes. Like, you either play now or you don't play at all. That's pretty much the name of the game, which is crazy, but that's also why we see now today, too, a little bit more evenly distributed talent throughout the whole NCAA, which, I mean, I can't complain about that. Not at all, because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, the older generation of people who love basketball always tell you anyways. And people who love basketball, period, they'll tell you they feel like college basketball is the best basketball Facts. to watch. So, I still um, think so, know, bro, honestly. I do because they're trying to play for a check. The coaches are trying to play to keep their right. check. I mean, coach to keep their mm-hmm. check. Um, you know, and, and everything plays a part for everybody benefiting themselves and who they do it for. So, I mean, you know, um, like you said, it's a great basketball, but, um, you know, it's crazy, bro, because you got guys who's going to school for four years at these blue bloods, mm-hmm. and they might not see the floor to their juniors or seniors. Yeah. And you got incoming freshmen every year starting. And if you look at it, teams like Duke and Kentucky uh, particularly, I see them play about six to seven freshmen. Facts. And then the last couple guys off the bench is always – Guys who's been there for three or four years who know the program, exactly. so it it amazes me, and I kind of wonder what them guys feel like because at the end of the day, you're still a D one player too. for sure, for sure, so, bro. And it's crazy, crazy too because then you see, like you said, those three or four older guys that stick around the program. Typically, at least one of them ends up transferring because they're like, man, like All I'm trying time. to get some burn. So it's like there obviously there's pros and cons to every uh, situation in this life in this basketball world, but like you just said, like at the end of the day, you're a Division One athlete. You're getting your school paid for most likely, and you get to play the game you love. If you're getting the tick, exactly. or you're not, realistically, you're still going to be able to play professional basketball somewhere based off your Division One exactly. status. So, but. It is what it is, man. You know, got to take roll with it. But, I mean, it, it, it just amazes me because, you know, we always talk about it, bro. But, like, it's a lot that go into the process of, you know, going to college. So, like, with these upcoming years and stuff, I'm I'm just wondering how do this benefit the coaches or the, the four-year players? How do them opening up coming straight out of high school? How do that open up for the college program as a whole. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I mean, we talk about Mikey Williams all the time. I feel like if he is able to go straight to the NBA, he will. Man, he ain't going to no HBC. No <laughs> hey, he he was working out with LaMelo the other day. 
Bro, and you know what's crazy? Somebody got me hip to this. Is when he was in that um that little um whatever they that is the overtime film with him. Yeah, Remember yeah. When we talked about how he when he said I got roughly forty eight or whatever when he was counting down. Oh yeah, NBA, yeah. Somebody, if you notice, he didn't even consider college. Ah. Uh, so, I didn't even pick that it, up to be honest. So now that you know he he is talking about the HBCU, and now that the rule is coming back in effect, that man is not going to no HBCU. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like he, if college is still an option, he's he definitely will. been like a that. great advocate for the HBCU community. You know, what I'm saying he put a lot of light on it. But at right. the end of the day, I'm not sure if that's where he'll end up in, let's say, what three years from now. Yeah, especially if they allowed to go straight. Facts. But I don't know, bro. Two two more sleepers from this draft, bro. We got sidetracked, but it was a good good sidetrack because we were talking about them blue blood Definitely. schools and this cat called Anthony from UNC. I mean, I, wow. He, I still consider himself <laughs> a sleeper, a steal in this draft. Just based off of, wow. I mean, bro, we talked about it during our live stream. Throw it back to his senior year of high school and going into North Carolina his freshman year, he was projected a top five pick. But then this cat, number one, to yeah, some and then people. he got hurt. His knee got was bugging. I mean, like you said, number one to some people. A lot of people said he was the best point guard in that draft over Lamelo. So I mean, with the injury he went through, the North Carolina team that he played with this past season. Wasn't a typical North Carolina team, to be honest. And, I mean, he's going to a, uh, the Orlando Magic. At, he got selected 15th, where DJ Augustine just went over to Milwaukee. We don't really know what's up with Markel Fultz, to be honest. I mean, I think it's a win-win for Orlando and for Cole. Definitely. Um, you know, it gave him a fresh start. He come in with a sorry team, but he can make a point mm-hmm. for himself. And, um, you know, who knows? They might even try to run a two-guard system there. They, or he might just actually beat out. They, I think they should. Both of them run together. Yeah, you just won't have no real shooter, you know. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, they're know, young. They, mean, can, they can still figure it out, you know. For sure, man. No, I mean, you can't really pay nobody to come to Orlando. No. <laughs> I was going to say find a shooter, but that's not it. Ever since J.J. Reddick bounced years ago, <laughs> bro. <laughs> After that loss to right. the finals. But, um, yeah, you know, he definitely was I think so. That surprised me for sure. But, um, like you said, the season they had, that pretty much spoke for him. So I, think, I feel like he'll right, I think he'll have a good rookie year. I hope so, at least. And then this last Definitely. cat, I was going to say, Obi Toppin dropping to New York at the eighth pick. Yeah, I remember you surprised. I mean, a lot, that. everyone, every big draft board was saying he is going either fourth or fifth. And he ended up sliding back to the eighth spot, heading to New York, the Mecca, where, I mean, honestly, bro, just based off watching him at Dayton and even just reading up on him in recent weeks, like, he's definitely the most. NBA-ready individual within this draft class. Now, I'm not saying he has the highest ceiling, but right now he has the build, he has the experience. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's yeah. ready to play now. So he's going to bring that experience, right. that energy, and that excitement to New York, which they've been lacking for years. 
Because he's been, uh, he was at Dayton for what, three or four years? Or two? He was there all four. How long was he there? Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought so. Okay, so the, uh, and you know what? Dayton is a pretty good program with, with fundamental guys oh, yeah. and stuff. You know, they prepare their guys well there too. I mean, all colleges do, but you know, I mean, just um, the the non blue bloods like they're always one of the the top teams up there with guys who are polished and ready for the league. Like you right. said, shout out so, to um, the A ten. It's a good conference. Duquesne's in there, bro. Definitely, definitely. So you know, our boy Mace is mm-hmm. up in that. Um, so, so you know, I'm excited to see what he do as well. You think he's gonna? I mean, I've seen different things. Like, will he start? Will he not start? Him and Julius Randle. Him and RJ. Like, how how's it all gonna work? But I don't know, bro. I think I think he'll fit in just fine over there, and I'm interested to see what New York does. They definitely need something to to uplift them in some sense, man. They've been they've been slacking for years. Man, they've been hurt since Melo. Honestly, bro, <laughs> and that's it's been a minute. Yeah, for sure. So they they got a lot of young guys, you know. Um, they they're pretty much in the same boat as um, Orlando, you know. It's a big mecca of basketball, but you can't win. You, people don't trust their mm-hmm. front office. You, you're almost like the Cleveland Browns. You don't. You can't keep <laughs> Honestly. it um, You know, so I mean that that plays a big part with players, especially now who want to win now. So, um, you know, hopefully he can help bring some some noise to the city, and you know maybe they start turning things around. Um, I see they want to get Westbrook. So yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's what we're actually going to switch lanes here now, just covering over different NBA offseason moves that we've seen thus far. And so, I mean, you're starting it off with Westbrook potentially hanging New York. I've seen Cleveland. I yeah. mean, where is this cat? Where... Yeah, I, yeah, I know you don't want him over there. No, nah, I, I don't know, bro. I mean, where is he about <laughs> to play at the beginning of this upcoming season? Is he going to be in Houston? Is he going to be elsewhere? Like. We really don't know. That's the biggest question. I don't know about don't. Harden either. Like... So, listen, bro, because I'm tired of this bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> listen, bro. So, I'm watching I'm watching ESPN, and Kevin Durant comes out and says he don't know what they were talking about with James Harden wanting to team up with him because they never had that conversation. Did he really? Mm-hmm. They, they, they put it in quotes and everything. Like he wasn't on it live, but they had the quotes. Like it was a, a a well-known person who was able to quote it, like who he gave huh. the interview to. They quoted and said, like he basically said that um, he wasn't saying they didn't need him or nothing. He was just basically saying like they wasn't out trying to recruit him. Like they're fine with their roster. He, like he don't know where. You all think the that's true, from. or you think he's just saying that because he don't want people? Like yeah, he don't want people thinking he's trying to get another All Star there. I don't even know if that's the reason why. I just feel like he's trying to make it seem like they like they're comfortable with the situation, with, with who they got around them. But and I, I honestly kind of almost believe it, but then I don't. The reason why I could say I don't believe it, I mean I believe it's because of the fact they already got two ball dominant. KD ain't really ball dominant, but he, he needs to rock, ball, yeah. you know. Exactly. So him and Kyrie is pretty much the two that could. Do what him and Westbrook did with OKC as far as get your shots up and then get everybody else involved. You know they don't really got no other person um, on Brooklyn who need a right. lot of shots with them. And um, you know we said it in the previous episodes like if they get James Harden with them, 
they got to have three basketballs out there, basically. So, um, you know, to answer your question, we really don't know what we're going to see James Harden or um, Westbrook because the Rockets want valuable pieces back mm-hmm. for them. For, for one, and for two, nobody really wants Westbrook, and I don't really hear nobody making offers at James Harden. I heard the Warriors call for him, but that <laughs> would be stupid. Christ. That would be unfair. Not fair at all. <laughs> that would be, that'd be stupid. Like, oh, my god. It's crazy, bro. though. I mean, keeping it within the Rockets' realm, like, they signed Boogie Cousins to that one-year deal, and with him right. coming back, I mean, we know – He's been slowed down with injuries the last handful of seasons. I mean, we know Boogie as a dominant force from, like, I mean, our college days, our high school days. But the last few years, obviously, he's not been able to play the way he wanted to play. Um, And that's what people are like, oh, they're signing Boogie Cousins. They got this big dude. They have a a very valuable big man now. Does this mean Harden's going to stay? Russ is going to stay? They're going to run it back. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. Obviously, we're not ESPN analysts here on the Breaking Barriers pod. We we do our creeping. We do our research. But, like, I don't have right. DeMarcus Cousins' phone number to be like, yo, is James Harden staying? So, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you think you, you think we're this not Woj. I wish. Or Woj Pro. Shout out to Sam. During the Instagram <laughs> live. But, I mean – Oh, you think them signing Boogie like that will make these cats want to stay? I mean, uh, I don't, I don't think so. Because, I mean, is he washed? Bro, and I, <laughs> might, I mean, it, injuries are horrible. We talked about it multiple times. And the ones he suffered, the ones he suffered was career ending mm-hmm. injuries. And to top it off, he's a big man, you know, so it's hard to keep a big man in shape. It's hard for a lot of things for a big man in mm-hmm. basketball. Let's be real. They, they, they get a lot of flack for not doing a lot of things, but you got to respect them because they take a lot of beatings and a lot of, they deal with a lot. So, um, you know, I don't want to say he watched, but when he came back from that injury, he did when he signed with the Warriors and, um, you know, we, I watched him in the finals. I was with, um, my boy, fresh, shout out fresh, sure. hey, Kyle, Kennedy, you know, um, I was talking to his dad and him last year, uh, um, when you know the Warriors had played the Raptors, and even his dad had to say it. Um, you know, Boogie couldn't even get off the ground. Right, he just can't move. You know, and you know you're six eleven, so you don't really got to jump to dunk as it is. But you know, you couldn't even get off the ground to do a layup, and then you turn around and get yeah, yeah, bro. And and a workout. I mean, you know, he gonna always be a, a for sure bucket down in the post. But it's just now he don't got that same explosiveness. I mean, if we remember when he was with New Orleans with AD, they was both scoring thirty and, and they were going crazy. Yeah, exactly, bro. And you know, so you go from dealing with that to now you got, you know, you just I don't know, bro. I'm I'm wishing for the best because he's a, a Kentucky right. alum. I love Boogie, period, because I love his attitude and tenacity for sure. you bring, but it's pretty, it's pretty it is, hard. It man. is. I mean, I don't know, man. I think he can still be a a very vital piece to that puzzle over in Houston, but at the end of the day, we just don't know what's up with their two lead guards, Harden and Westbrook. So, I mean, obviously, we're going to be exactly. covering that here on the Breaking Barriers pod throughout the upcoming weeks, but, hey, there's been a lot for of sure. other moves we got to touch on. I mean – 
I even want to bring up the Atlanta Hawks right now. Just because, bro, you, ah. you sent this to me a couple of days ago. I mean, obviously we know they got Trey Young, who just went crazy this past season. John Collins, Clint Capella. They just drafted Big O, like we talked about a little bit ago. But they also just signed right. Danilo Gallinari, shooter, bucket, Rajon Rondo, NBA champion, Chris Dunn, valuable backup point guard slash two guard. Then they also got Bogdan Bogdanovich, shooter, big white dude. Are they are they making the playoffs? Oh. Yeah. I mean, they're in the East. Yes. We know it's Why it's not? a little weaker now, but yeah, bro, that that's a solid roster just with the names I just I just listed there. I mean, I mean, bro, you got guys who okay. <laughs> it's crazy, bro, because you know the barbershop talks is the funniest talks ever. <laughs> and and I was we was just talking it's crazy about the the Hawks up next because you know, somebody was in the barbershop talking. They was like, you know, you got a certain type, you got a certain type of tier of uh, guys in the league. You got a certain type of tier of coaches in the league, and you know, they was basically saying, um, Gallinari, he rather people like it or not, he got playoff oh, yeah. experience. Whatever. Rather he, rather he won big, you know, rather he won big or not. So, you know, they got him. They got a couple other people. Trey Young is their star player. He's going into what his third yeah. year not even reached mm-hmm. his prime yet because he's still so young, you know, so I mean you got Cam yeah. Reddish still. You got bodies with vets. And like you said, during the week east, there's no reason why they shouldn't be. I'll even give them I'll go as far as to say they shouldn't be no lower than the fifth or sixth. Yeah, bro. I mean I'm honestly excited to see Trey and Rondo coincide too. Oh, bro, that's what I meant to ask you. What do you think about moving Trey? He to definitely two? can do it. Obviously Kid snipes from anywhere on the court, past half court. But, Maybe like, Steph. it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, when Rondo's out on the court, he's probably going to be that primarily lead guard. He'll be bringing the ball up the court. But, you know, his head's on a swivel 24-7. And he showcased that even playing yes. with Braun this past season where he's also able to space the floor, step, catch, shoot, run off, pick and rolls, and just kind of facilitate through his normal Rondo stuff. So, I'm excited to see those two work together and see what Rondo can also teach Trey throughout the year, too. I mean, you know Rondo got a lot of tricks up in his bag that he can show Trey. Man, wait, you just finished, you just finished playing with LeBron, and, and then you played up under KG. And, and you want to know what's crazy is LeBron is, quote-unquote, has the best IQ in the mm-hmm. NBA. And LeBron went as far as to say that he feel like Rondo has the best basketball mind oh the yeah game right now so so you know what i mean it speaks volumes bro and i i feel like i feel like trey is excited that he got roger rondo for multiple reasons you got a nba champion with you you got somebody who can teach you the game like you said and most of them foremost i feel like trey wouldn't mind playing off the ball because of the fact they won't he won't be able to really get it's double less teamed pressure bro i mean this cow is getting double teamed right when you across half exactly i don't know bro i'm still it, it's crazy though that Rajon Rondo is on the Atlanta Hawks. I, I didn't. I didn't think so, he'd leave. So let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you real quick bro, yes, before sir. this commercial, and if we go over the time, once you finish your answer, we can cut it off. Um, what? Out of all teams, what made you think he selected them when he could have went right across? The <laughs> bro, honestly, I have zero clue. I don't know. I think maybe he wants to kind of move into that veteran role where, like, kind of like I was touching on a couple seconds ago, like. He wants to oversee Trey Young and 
Maybe he wants to boost Trey Young's stock to the highest of his ability. Like Rondo had some great vets, and like you saw, you said uh, KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Maybe he wants to be that that vet in the locker room. Like he doesn't want to be a top tier guy anymore at this point in his career. I mean, he don't got much else to prove. Boy got rings. Boy got all star appearances. I mean, he doesn't need much more. So now I think he wants to more or less sit back, not necessarily chill, but this allows his playing years to expand. He'll be able to play a little bit longer if he is with the likes of a kid like Trey Young. And he can also just kind of get ready to be an NBA head coach because I think we all know he's about to do that once he calls it quits. Yeah, he definitely is, bro. And, uh, you know, we're about to get into this commercial yes, break, bro. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think – that he he got a lot of years left in the tank as well too. Rondo mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So um, how long did he sign the contract for? I don't know. I could Google that real one quick. Or, one or two years. I don't think it was long. Of course. Uh, nobody really signed long contracts nowadays. Honestly, it's that's a rarity in the NBA, which is crazy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's that's definitely a dope move. Uh, and you know, two year deal. Okay, I figured that's what it was. So you know that's. Trey got in for two years, so you could literally pick this man brain. I mean, you know, once you're in the A, you locked in for life, you know, because it's a brotherhood. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, you could pick his brain for two years. And now you got a, a lifelong of being able to be connected with him. So Right. He's always in your back pocket. For sure. And uh, I got a question for you. Do you think Rondo's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, of course. Some I was on Facebook, that little debate group you put me in. Oh, yeah. That they thing, don't think he should be one. I should have warned you. Like, that thing sometimes is cool. Sometimes people are just talking reckless. Man, they be making me have my explicit mouth on. What? Someone said that Rondo shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. They said he shouldn't. They said mm. Kevin Love. They don't think Kevin Love should. They I said, mean... watch it. They, they, was, they was talking about Iggy, Draymond. They even went as far as to say, how did Dennis Rodman make it? Uh, I might have to leave that group, bro. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy, bro. I was like, "Gee, what did you set me up?" Keep it, keep it short and sweet. Yes, Rajon Rondo should be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I told. Yeah, that group, bro. It's it's funny. It's entertaining. But yeah, it's there's some characters in there for sure. Guys who was uh, rec league players who ain't even good at that. They're they're sitting on the couch just typing crazy. Yeah, for sure. I think it's time we make our tour and just start going and play everybody. We should, bro. We definitely should. <laughs> I'm trying to get back playing, man. I haven't. I mean, I haven't been in a gym in a minute, just based See? off the whole COVID stuff. It's crazy. See, that's why everybody on the Breaking Bears part got to get you back down home. Thanks. So we could we could start something, bro, for real. Because I mean, you know, not to go off topic, but it's it's crazy. Like everybody here been talking about it, bro. You know. Why we gotta travel all the time to go play in pickup leagues with a with the guys who wanna hoop when we could just find a gym, you know, and make something happen. Get here. stuff going there. I know. Yeah. Hey. So it'd definitely be dope, man. One yeah, day, bro. Get back with you know, you know how it goes. One day. <laughs> brick by brick, man. Yes, sir. Hey, uh next two teams, real quick before we dive into the Lakers and the Clippers, because I know everybody wants to hear us talk about them. <laughs> we touched on these two teams earlier. Um, the Hornets and the Warriors. So, start with the Hornets. I mean, obviously, they got LaMelo Ball. 
but they also drafted Vernon Carey from Duke. And they did make a move for Gordon Hayward, which is actually pretty crazy. Something I've seen. Him, KD, and LeBron are the only three players in NBA history to sign multiple 30 mil contracts. Man, that man just. But his agent is nice. His agent is cold. <laughs> Getting that man he paid. He don't produce worth nothing, if you ask me. Like, I mean, like he's, he's had the injuries. Definitely has had the injuries, but besides that fact, I mean, dude was missing layups in the bubble. Come on, man. Listen, bro. You played for Brad Stevens in college. <laughs> so you come to the Boston Celtics, and no matter what injury you came back from, you automatically had a starting spot. Yeah. Like that, and you still didn't prove why you automatically had a starting spot. So, I mean, you know, shout out to him. I'm not hating on his money or nothing. Get your money, man. Facts. No, yeah. No, it was just crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, he's going to Charlotte for that? Right. Damn, he's he's doing well for himself for sure. And that's it was funny. I seen an interview with him the other day just because, like I said earlier, like there's so much noise around the Charlotte Hornets now based off, honestly, the the LaMelo ball effect. Yeah, I I think they make noise, but they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't think so either. But like Gordon was saying, like – He's seen Melo in the gym first time since he got drafted just because uh, the whole COVID protocols, only two dudes can be on the court at once. And he was like, yeah, I've seen him across the way. Like, that kid's taller than I expected. And it's just insane. Like, I was telling him, like, I remember being in his shoes. Like, he was telling me I only need a, a bed and a place to stay, and I'm cool. Like, I got basketball. Where me now, like, I got four kids. Like, it's a completely different world from your rookie year to where I'm at now. And I think that's just cool, though, in the sense that, like, like you touched on a couple minutes ago, the NBA really is a brotherhood, whether you like it or not. And it's like there's so many different dudes at so many different stages of their lives. Like, it's always greater than basketball. Definitely. And that's that's dope to see, even though Melo is a rookie, you know, he coming in with the with the status higher than some of the guys that have been there, such as work, uh, you know, St. Thomas himself. Um, technically not. Yeah, he shouldn't have said, I remember being in your shoes. Like, bro, it was different. Bro, you know what's crazy? When you just said that, it ran through my head. Like, when, when was you in Melo's shoes? <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 out of respect of, you know, I don't want the, the bar- breaking barriers fans to think that, you know, I'm a hater. I ain't going to say, I wasn't going to say that. But what was you in his shoes? You was at Butler losing back-to-back national championships. Oh, no. Where was you in his shoes? Because when you was drafted, like, they was just like, okay, so Gordon got drafted to Utah. To Utah. Like, like <laughs> nobody was sitting up here mobbing you from the time you was had a gap in your teeth. Oh, man. Shoes, right? Like, come on, man. Melo should have looked at him and said, play me one-on-one right now. Honestly, with the, like, ma- with on, the mask on. Don't compare yourself to me. <laughs> like, I know Melo ain't even do nothing in the league yet, but don't compare yourself to Melo. Nah, not yet, bro. Fact, you know, like, you're not, you wasn't in that footstep. So, like, I hate to say it, but nobody can really tell Melo they know what he's been through because of the fact he had to take the, the, the hardest route. And people make it look like it was easy. That's how easy he made it look because he never complained nor let the pressure get to him. Right, because he's just like that. I mean, high school to playing professionally at the age of 16 in Lithuania to being the marquee man within his dad's, like, made-up league 
to playing overseas with that, that league. That never came back. That right? never came back. To playing overseas with that league, to coming to Geneva, Ohio, mm-hmm. which is random as heck, just because, I, I mean, dudes <laughs> from California. And but that's all the way to Cleveland. Right. Link, linked up with his current manager, Jermaine Jackson, who goes crazy. Dude's a top-tier manager, trainer, everything. So then going over to Australia to now being in Charlotte. So, like, this cat, he's been everywhere. So, Gordon, we mess with you, man. But that, that comment was definitely a little iffy. Gordon, we, res- we respect you. <laughs> Gordon. Right. But put some respect on what the heck you say before you say it. Put some put some thought behind it because you know you was lying. You knew you was lying when you said that, too. You probably ain't had no straight face behind He's that. He's probably smiling. <laughs> he ain't had no straight face behind that mask, bro. Because he he knew when he said, "I I know exactly what you went through." He knew he messed up. <laughs> Honestly, bro. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, I, mean, you know I mean, it's dope to see he got his back, though. For sure. That's that's really all I wanted to highlight within the Hornets, though. Just Gordon Hayward. That was the that highlight. Money. Yeah, I mean, and even that little combo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then with the Warriors, bro. I mean, we know we talked about James Wiseman. Um, they traded for Kelly Oubre. Clay Thompson's obviously hurt. And they also brought in Nico Mannion, too. Yeah. What you think about that? I like Nico, honestly. I mean. He's a hooper, for real. He is. I've seen people calling him the Red Mamba, though. I don't like that. That's See, listen. A... Listen. We ain't about to do this. Don't put no Mamba on nobody else's name. Honestly. That that, that Mamba, that that. Man, you almost made me cuss, G. Even, so, even in that sense, I see it from two different ends of the spectrum. Obviously, the first and foremost for the late, great Kobe Bryant, RIP. RIP. But also, the Red Mamba used to be, at least when we were younger, Brian Scalabrini. Right. Come on, man. Like, the goo- he goofy. Even- <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you can't just jack his name. But, yeah. Come on, I mean, man. Nico, I'm excited for Nico. I think he's going to learn a lot under Steph. Just because, I mean, they do have similar play styles in the sense they're quote-unquote undersized guards who people say they can't play defense and all they want to do is score the ball. So, so let me ask you a question, bro, not to cut you off. What's your, what's your honest opinion of Steph's defense? Because I feel like he steps his defense up big time compared to what it used to be. He definitely has. I mean, honestly, dude. Especially er- during a championship run. Yeah. Like, early on in his career, I think, one, we all know he was going through those ankle injuries that just would not go away. And he's right. harped on a lot of his mobility and stability training that he is kind of focused on to build up his ankle strength to prevent right. that kind of stuff. So that definitely comes into play. And then, two, he was young. I mean, he was small. He was weak. Like, he just wasn't built to play on-ball defense at that point in his career. Now that he's obviously a man, he's hit the weights, he's learned the NBA game to a T, yeah, he is a fine on-ball defender. But this is what people don't understand either, bro, to, to test me to your point. Nobody in the NBA could really guard nobody. No, because everybody is a bucket. Exactly. And, and one thing my Uncle Calvin, shout out to my uncle, man. Yes, sir. One thing, one thing uncle told me when I was younger, the day that you're able to be locked down in the NBA, you shouldn't be in there because you have a tool or a part, a role to play. You know what I'm saying? So, like mm-hmm. – if you're able to be locked down and you're considered a scorer, they're not go- you're not going to have that big contract everybody else is getting. You know, so like, For real? I just want the kids to understand, it's not that they're not trying to play defense in the NBA. It's not that they can't play defense. Some guys just flat out don't play defense. Some guys just flat out can't. For real. Mm-hmm. 
but they still bust their butt. But it's just the fact them guys are so gifted, they make everything look easy. Everyone's offensive skill set is just so wide. Exactly. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. To not to get off topic again. No, you know, bro. So, no, it's all topic related. I mean, you know, that's sure. really all I was trying to get at. They got Nico. They got Kelly Oubre. One other thing I seen Devin in the lab post. Shout out to our guy. He's about to have that that live stream here coming up December thirteenth. You got to cop that ticket if you haven't. For sure. For um, sure. He was saying he he was reading on Twitter. He he's really funny on Twitter. He interacts with a lot of people. He'll be capping back at people, but like. A lot of guys are saying that with Clay going down, the Warriors aren't a playoff team. They have no chance. And it's wow. like, all right, I mean, you're just totally disregarding the greatness of Steph Curry. Man, listen, it's crazy, bro, because I've seen somebody say that uh, on the internet. They said the reason why we can't consider Steph great, this is in quotes, because everybody noticed my him and John Wall are my favorite. Mm-hmm. So this is in quotes. The reason why we can't consider Steph a great yet is because of the fact he hasn't done what LeBron did. So what they mean by he hasn't done what LeBron did is well, like go somewhere else. Not even, I mean, not even that, bro. As a LeBron fan, Jesus, you know. So basically, he didn't take the team that LeBron took in '07 to the finals. He didn't take that type of team and make them better and win. But this is what I what wish people would stop doing as a whole. You know, we always say it, stop comparing for one. Mm -hmm. But for two, understand that everybody ain't LeBron. And everybody don't look at the game or look at their role on a team the way LeBron does. Facts. And honestly, bro, even thinking, like, throw it back to 2007 versus, let's say now, 2020, 2021, with Klay Thompson going down. LeBron's route back then, I mean, in my opinion, was still easier then exactly. Steph's route will be this upcoming season trying to get back to the NBA Finals. So it's like, hey. I mean, I don't know, bro. It's just – it's crazy how short people's uh, mindsets are or memories are. Like, Steph Curry is a very phenomenal basketball player. You cannot disregard that in any way. I mean, this cat dominated the league for how many years? Not they too long championship ago. run, bro. And, and come on, that's the first unanimous – MVP, but they're like, but they have no chance of making the playoffs this year because Clay Thompson's hurt. And and Clay, as much as Steph is, is a big factor. Don't get me wrong, but you can't tell me that if Steph if the tables was turned and Steph was out and Clay was in, that y'all gonna tell me that they believe they make the playoffs, right? You know what I mean? Right. So you got a better chance of going to get the pieces they picked up around Steph to put around Steph. And then make a try to make for a monster trade or uh, a, a not even a monster trade, but a nice little pickup, you know, mm-hmm. or somebody they could trade for that that's willing to come in and, and be there. And let's not forget they still got um, Andrew Wiggins, you know, so they got a nice little roster. They got him. pieces, like you, man. Exactly. Like you said, it's harder route for him this year. And it's a harder route, period, compared to LeBron in 07. Because let's be real, until now, LeBron was always up against the East. Mm-hmm. The last time LeBron had a real Eastern Conference trouble where he couldn't get over the hump was when he finally beat the Detroit Pistons in 07. Pistons, yeah, Celtics. I mean, and it's he didn't been years. Him, to be real, until he went and teamed up with, with D-Wade and him. Right. So you can't really say got anybody over the hump because of the fact. What did he win when he got teams over the hump? Since since we play it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's not to, you know, 
argue or debate it, but like people always want to compare all these players to LeBron. Listen, LeBron's a one in a lifetime generational, just like Steph Curry is. Facts. Just like it killed me how they try to wash Steph Curry away from being the first person to really shoot the ball from down there half court. Now they're making it seem as if Damian Lillard made it up. I know. That's what I'm saying. How soon people forget. Steph, you know, Steph like, Curry come on. completely changed the game. And come no on, one bro. can deny that. And it's like now entering this new season, coming off an injury, people are just already kind of pushing them off the table. And it's just crazy. That's pretty much what Devin in the lab was saying. He's like, like I mean, this cat's still a unanimous MVP. Like he's still – one of prime. the best players in the league. How are you just going to write him off like that? So In his prime, bro. I'm excited to see what the Warriors do this year. For real, I'm rooting for them. I, I, Stephen A. got them in the Western Conference. I enjoyed, I honestly enjoyed watching the Warriors even as a Cavaliers fan. Just because they played beautiful, beautiful basketball. Bro, at the end of the day, that's the same type of basketball the coach you came up under, coach I came up under, wanted us to play. Thanks. And people can say what they want, but – a lot of people also said the same people who said they'd rather watch in NCAA instead of NBA was the same people who also said, like you just said, the, I could watch the Warriors because the Warriors are a championship degree basketball team. They won multiple championships, but also they play the game the right know, way. Exactly. You got to have a good defensive team to, in order to win. They was number one in the league for seven years. They won. They went to the finals five years in a row. They was up there in the top 10 for almost seven years. Crazy, Including bro. when they had Mark Jackson, you know, so they always had a good defense. Mm-hmm. That Mark Jackson's offense just didn't coordinate with them. You bring in Steve Kerr, keep the same defense in mind, things y'all did, and then bring his offense, which is a triangle offense mixed with Greg Popovich offense. Mm-hmm. You got a dynamite team he had, you know, so they play great basketball. You can't doubt no champ. You can't ever doubt a champ. No, you can't. And that's the thing, man. You cannot just write them off based off injuries, based off of the newly reloaded Western Conference. Like, they're still a top dog. <laughs> I, I don't care what anybody says. You top dog until, you know, everything falls apart. And if that was the case, LeBron wouldn't have had this ring that he had because everybody counted him out when he got to the West, you know. So, Thanks. I just – feel like you need to let the season come, base it off that, because I think everybody based them not having KD last year and them having a bad season to where they was getting their backs kicked in almost every game. But you got to realize that's hard to adjust when you had KD on your team and you could just throw it down there to get a for sure bucket. Right. Or you could go to Iggy or Sean Livingston and all these guys who was once on the bench, and now you're going to Jordan Poole, a rookie. You know, you're going to a lot of rookies compared to – a lot of season vets who got the same amount of range as Steph and Clay and Dre. So, um, you know, like you said, they got a lot of pieces. The guys that was rookies are now second year, of course. Mm-hmm. They got Wiseman, who's a great rookie. They got um, Nico, like you said. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, I mean, Kelly Oubre is excited for real. He's not bad, bro. I don't understand why he don't get respect, you know. So, I'm like, I'm excited to see him. That's my squad. So, you know. I can tell, bro. You're getting hyped. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, bro. I'm ready to see him. I'm ready to watch Hoop, period. Like, for real. It's crazy, bro. Like we literally just finished a season, and we back into a season. Like, yeah, bro. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Let's even let's talk about the reigning NBA champion, LA Lakers. With the moves they've made thus far, have been crazy. I mean, agree or disagree? What you think? 
Um, so here, let, let me read off what they've done so far, and then we can dive into that. So, I mean, they got Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. They got Wesley Matthews, a shooter. They got Marcus Saul, Mark Heath, uh, Jared Dudley, and uh, the Costas Antetokounmpo, however the hell you say it. They all re-signed. <laughs> but then, obviously, we've seen Rondo go away. We've seen Dwight go away. Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Avery Bradley, Quinn Cook, they're all gone. So, bro, I don't know. So, like, my thing is, I feel like that Lakers team was so tightly niched. Like, they were so together, and they were, they were like, actually exactly. all friends, which is rare at that level of basketball. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, gro- they're, they bought they're grown men, right? So, yeah, they actually enjoyed being around each other, which translates over onto the court, over into the gameplay. So, I mean, right. the guys so- they brought in are definitely – talented and they're definitely able to fit with the guys remaining but the guys they let go I don't like honestly I feel like they should have tried to keep Avery Bradley a little bit more I think JaVale McGee I, I like JaVale honestly in their sense Amanda White yeah like why Amanda White well that's crazy like remember we seen Dwight tweet and like I'm a Laker for life, and then like an hour later, he deleted it because he got he got signed by the 76ers. Bro, and you know what's crazy? He was just in an interview that same day talking about how he wanted to stay with the Lakers because like you had just said yourself, they they were a, a close-knit team. And he was like, this is like, these like brothers. I came to redeem myself. I was here once with the late, great Kobe RP. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't win. I couldn't uh, exceed to my expectations that I was supposed to be. And then I came back, and it's almost like I redeemed myself. And, you know, he was like, I would like to stay here, but I, I'm I'm not playing for a check to see if I should be playing for one anymore. I, I deserve to get paid. Right. And his his wife, uh, I guess they just got married. He called her his wife. So um, his wife, Ted Oh, they Cooper, got married? I'm guessing. He said his wife. She I saw her buy him a ring. Okay, the wife? You know, so um, he wanted to stay there also because of the fact she played for the Los Angeles yeah. Sparks for who for fans out there who may not know. So um, you know they was trying to keep everything in L.A., but you know obviously Philly was calling his name. Um, Joel and B wanted him there. They said like real bad, like Joel and B like begged, you know, did his marketing. So um, that was another big piece. I feel like they let go that they maybe could have kept because. He played a big part on AD. For sure, bro. Did you, did you see that? I meant to ask you, too. Did you see that beef between him and Shaq that started back up? It's back up? <laughs> no. Well, I've not seen... on Dwight's end, but Shaq's end, I should say. Oh, uh, no. I haven't seen nothing from Shaq recently. What What was he on? So, here he go again, right? This Dwight, <laughs> Dwight was in the interview I was telling you about. Right. And, he, and he was just talking. And so, um, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen Dwight post that little uh, – live video he made when he went live and was talking about don't ever give up on your yeah. dreams and stuff like that. Okay, so Shaq takes it upon himself to go on a podcast and says, uh, you know, I'm not going to say no names, but one of these little guys out here who um, claim they helped the team win a championship, sit your explicit down. You know, he oh just started gosh, going in on it, basically saying, like, you didn't do nothing to contribute to the team. Um, He's just a hater. Last time. They, he, they've yeah. always had beef. The whole Superman but if you thing. Notice, like, if you notice, he beef with all big men. Cause like, he's I mean, competitive, which, like, I guess I understand. But then again, it's like you got to 
You gotta let these guys rock a little bit. You're not playing no more. Nobody, nobody's even coming at what you did because nobody feel like they can emulate what you did. Right. So I understand he called himself Superman. He was in Orlando. That ties into him being the next Shaq. Everybody saying that, but to say that he didn't contribute to the team yeah, at that, all, that's I mean, foul. come on, bro. He started the whole Nuggets series and played a big part. And I mean, bro, I just feel like leave him alone, man. Put some respect on his name. You talking about? He was allowed to only make one post and then leave it alone because he didn't contribute that much. Like, the White was a big He was. Tracker. He's an NBA champion. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he got shipped away. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, just texting back and forth with kind of replacing Dwight and JaVale with Marcus saw and, and Trez. Ooh, that's and the Trez, I guess. I mean, it's like you went from being 100 to, i say about. I don't want to say 50% because I don't want to dog us all like he's done. But that slows your offense and defense down. Yeah, yeah, he slows the game down. Yes, he can facilitate and he can spread the floor a little bit more. And and play defense, but wow. I I don't really see the reasoning for the move, to be honest. I don't know if LeBron and AD have something up in their sleeve that they're like, yeah, he's really going to elevate our games and he's going to make our lives easier as opposed to Dwight and JaVale, but I don't know. I mean, we know Montrez, like, he's just an energizer bunny. Like, he's going to be going crazy on the boards on both ends, offense, defense. He's just a, a brute dude. So, like, he'll, he'll right. fit in nicely. He can kind of mimic Dwight and JaVale's instincts in that sense. But Marcus Mar- – he, he, he lacked his size, Mar- though. Yeah, that's know. what I'm saying. He lacked their size. And Marcus saw, like, obviously not as athletic. And it's just – it's random. At the end of the day, I think it's random. It's random. Real random. And, uh, like, if if they would have picked up Trez and, and Serge Ibaka, I could see something like that because, you know, you lose two guys who could be high flyers and you pick up two guys who could play defense and be high right. flyers. But, you know, like we said, you, you pick up Mark Gasol. Don't get me wrong. Mark Gasol got a defensive player a year, was question, which is questionable, which could have been yeah. LeBron. But, you know, he got a defensive player a year. A but chip. let's not forget that was – you know, exactly. But let's not forget that defensive player was when he was in mm-hmm. Memphis. You know, Years so ago. his de- – Exactly. So, like, that's sliding. Him being a, a true de- defender as a big man, that's really declining, bro. And I feel like JaVale McGee still got years in him. Dwight still got years in him compared to Mark Gasol. And, you know, like you said, it slows everything down. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know how to view it. I feel like when they want – I feel like they'll probably look at it as when they want to really run – They'll have Trez and AD in, mm-hmm. but when they want to, you know, slow things down or they, they going up against a team that want to slow things down, they got Mark for that. But um, I don't yeah, know, bro. No, it's, it's just weird. I, I, don't, I don't really – I personally don't like the move, to be honest. Me neither. I don't really and then, mess with it. I and then, like, like West, Wesley Matthews, I mean – He the same as Danny yeah. Green? <laughs> So I guess that's kind of there's pros and cons in that sense too because as we all know Danny Green laid an egg in the NBA Finals for sure. Honestly, throughout the whole bubble series, like scenario, he didn't play too well. And I think, uh-huh. like we talked about too on recent episodes, when Danny was like, "Oh yeah, if the season starts here, LeBron's not gonna play until here," that definitely came into play. With I bet you LeBron was <laughs> like, "I mean, I don't want this dude talking about me," and he played like. Not well, so let's let's get him out of here. 
So you up in interviews talking and you ain't even do nothing. And you probably haven't talked to like LeBron in weeks. <laughs> and you gonna say speak on what I'm so, doing? I mean, yeah, bro. The Lakers, the moves, and I think both of our minds are questionable. I mean, all you viewers out there, you definitely got to tap in with us. Let us know what y'all think about them. And I mean, even today, not not too long ago, we seen that LeBron signed a two year, eighty five million dollar contract extension with the Lakers too. So I mean, this cat that is running until twenty twenty three, which coincidentally is the year that LeBron James Jr. could potentially be draft eligible if they disregard the whole you-have-to-go-to-college-for-a-year thing, which we kind of both think they will. Oh, for sure. I feel like they will just because of the fact it's LeBron. Right. I mean, they want to do a period because it brings more money for them and, you know, all the things we talked about before, how it benefits everything. But um, I feel like they'll do it. They'll look at it because it's LeBron, and it's once in a lifetime that a son and a father is in the league at the same time or playing mm-hmm. period. And, um, you know, that'll be dope for sure. What's your thoughts on uh, L.A. trying to get you on this? Well, so that's what I've seen, too. I saw someone post with this contract extension, this pretty much hinders – the Lakers' ability oh. to attain Giannis. There's just not enough cap. So it takes out yeah. everything? So okay. that's what they're kind of waiting on. Anthony Davis, he's the next puzzle piece to kind of come in. They want to see if he's going to sign. I think it was like a five-year max extension or a two-year plus one year of a player option. There's a couple different yeah. scenarios, but from what I read, I don't think they're about to get Giannis. So it's like – I didn't think they was either. I, I feel like that was a long It was. Stretch. And honestly, bro, with what we're talking about now, with LeBron potentially, so he'll have free agency in the year 2023. Could you see him going to whatever team, say LeBron James Jr. gets drafted that year, could you see LeBron going to that team to kind of end it? Like, I want to play with my son for a year, and then I'm about to say I'm out. Yeah, for sure. Everybody keeps saying, oh, he's going back to Cleveland to retire. I I don't think he's going back to Cleveland. I think after he bought them that ring, that was – that validated. If the NBA somehow gets Bronny to Cleveland, yeah. That's the only way he's back there. I feel and like. And honestly, bro, I, mean, I hate even – sorry to cut you off, but I hate even talking about you you Bronny in that sense because he's definitely a very talented and gifted kid. Yeah. But, like, he – he definitely has Not yeah, he yet. has some stuff to learn both on the court and even just like physically. Like he, he's still growing. And like he has a lot more to kinda add to his bag where he's not at the level of let's say Mikey Williams. His dad right. was. Or his yeah. dad. So he, that's like I almost feel bad for the kid where like people even like me and you were like, Oh yeah, like in twenty twenty three, if he's gonna get drafted, like what if he's not ready? What if he need? What if he needs what if, a year of college? What if he? I got exactly. so many things that could come into play. And what if that draft aiming his goal, right. bro? Like, what if he really wanted to play? What if Coach K say, "I'm gonna stay, God willing, I live this long. I'll stay until 2023 just to coach right. for a year." So that's the thing, you know. Bro. Like, it's it's questionable, and you know, everybody making writing a story for this kid, and you know, that's the scrutiny of. Him being named after his dad, him being LeBron's son. LeBron didn't even want to name him after him for mm-hmm. that. But um, you know, I don't know. It's just 
it, we'll have to see, bro. Honestly, because you know, like you just said, it's it's pretty rough for him. And he got he don't even the kid couldn't even he didn't even average ten points in high school. Yeah, I mean, like he was a freshman and he was on a very. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Not to cut you off, Justin Rockets agreed to send Russell Westbrook to Wizards for John Wall. Swear to God, I just no, got you. right um, while you was talking. Bro. Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report. Russell traded for John Wall. Now listen to this. <laughs> You're this about is to how get fishy teed. the business is. <laughs> this, yeah, because this is how fishy the business is, bro. The uh, the 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 um executive for the Washington just came out and said a few days ago, we ain't trading John Wall. Those was rumors, because you know John Wall had came out and asked for it. Yeah. They said we're not trading John Wall. These is rumors. We don't want to trade him. And then look up and they trade him for Russell Westbrook. Yo, I'll be there. And he had that big contract, bro. You know that is crazy. Here, I'm I'm going to watch. Yeah, he Houston has agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to Washington for John Wall and a first round pick. He's not worth that. They must really want to get rid of him. Yo, crazy, bro. And, and this, see, so this, the fans could, you know, this is great for the fans, though. You know, they get to get a live right. update, even though they already gonna have the update by uh-huh. time it drops. Well, they can hear our reaction. They get to it's see normally like, us yeah. just sending it exactly. back and forth. Crazy. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like that. What we was just talking about that. So you know, I mean, it, we could kind of change the topic yes. for a minute, and then we get back to whatever mm-hmm. you had if there was anything else. Um, but you know, we talked about it through text, like. What's the significance of this trade? You basically trade in the same Very person. similar play styles, right, where one is statistic-focused, where the other has just been going through some injuries. Um, I mean, exactly. I think both guys at the end of the day want to win basketball games, for sure. They're competitors. But John Wall don't yeah. care about getting a triple-double as much as Russell Westbrook does. I promise you that. And he will lock up. And he will lock up. Have you ever seen him guard James Harden? Yeah, you're like I mean in recent open runs. And in the open runs at like it, he's like that on defense against anybody, but it's like when he guards James Harden, he makes it a point to show like I can mm-hmm. really guard him. All this he can't be stopped. He may score buckets, but he's not doing that every play like right, right here. You know, that's what made me fall in love with his game and mentality when I first found out about him. So, you know, like you said, like they definitely are the same type of players. The only thing that takes away is that you like you said, he don't care about his stats. So he you got Bo- Boogie and John um, Wall together again. Wow. And it's crazy because he was trying to get Boogie I to know. come to Washington, bro. <laughs> so do that but do this help James stay now? I don't know. And what does Bradley Beal think right now? <laughs> How do he I mean they were boys. Because They've been through think a lot. About it. Exactly, and he stayed. He could have got traded to the Lakers or left for the Lakers. He stayed for John. So this, so the question is, now do he actually be traded? If he does, that says a lot about Russell Westbrook. Nobody wants to play with him, bro. And I hate to say it, I love Westbrook to the core, but the only thing that gets my, my blood boiling, bro, is how you act like you can't stand nobody. It's a difference between being a competitor it is being a yeah, jerk in that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And that rubs off wrong. And I feel like, you know, like we said, the NBA is a brotherhood. Ain't no telling what Kevin Durant and somebody else had a conversation with or somebody else with, that was with OKC or what the Rockets for that year mm-hmm. had to say. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just 
that's crazy, bro. I, I don't feel like getting John Wall either with keep James Harden just because of the fact you still don't got no enough power to, to mess no, with No, I don't think so either. But, shoot, we'll see. So, it looks like you're a Rockets fan now. Not even. You're a John Wall fan. You got <laughs> I'm a John Wall fan, bro. That's all <laughs> I'm going to leave it at. Because if I – listen, man, I don't know if you know Stan D. You know yeah. Stan D's all right. He's a Rockets fan. Ooh. If I jump on the Rockets bandwagon, it's over. You was, you're a Warriors fan. How you jump? No, I can't do it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Dang, man. Sure. Well, before all that madness was going about, the last team we were about to touch on real quick, the L.A. Clippers. So, so, so I mean, they got leave me alone. Bro, so about they got Serge Ibaka to replace Trez. <laughs> they got Nicholas Batum from Charlotte. But the stuff we've seen on Twitter today was pretty crazy. Just how wild oh, their locker room really was. I mean, we heard some stories, but the write up we were kind of going over earlier today with each other was just insane. Like Kawhi Leonard Man. having his own security guards, staff, trainers. He would warm up by himself in like a separate entity of the facility, which, Who which would hinder some of the let's say female uh, associates and staff members. They weren't able to use the restroom, change, do stuff like that. Or let's say the hockey team for LA, uh, wherever the who are they, the Knights or I don't even know, bro. But they, when they the they LA. played at Staples too, <laughs> when they'd be like changing from right. the ice to the court. Kawhi would be like warming up like in their way, like because he needs his own solitude and his own space. And he didn't even live in LA, he lived in San Diego. And then him and Paul George had a lot of say on when they had practice, if they had practice, if they would play in games, when they would want to come out during the games. Like, would that ever happen? That's would that ever happen? God. Let's say when you're a player, throw it back a few years ago, or even a coach now. Will that ever happen in a locker room that you're involved with? No. And, and of course, before people say it, well, y'all not on their level. It don't matter who I came up around. I was never brought up. It don't matter right. who the person is. You know, you, you never get in the way with that, bro. Like, because what you're telling your team is, you're not – they're not important as these guys is. And shout-out to Jonah because I just talked – I was on the phone with Jonah. For real? Day, man. He was uh, – yeah, I was on the phone he with him, called man. you. He was getting advice. Yeah, my boy reached out, you know, because they, they yes, got a sir. coach in eighth grade. Northwestern. Yeah, so, you, yeah, so he, you know, he wanted some tips. And that, it's crazy because this is, like, the same thing I was talking about with him. You know, like, I always told him, like, I always tell my best player, you're the first person I'm going to be tough on because if I could be tough on you, I'm showing the rest of the guys that no matter how good or bad you are, if I could yell at the best player who – People don't feel like I should be yelling at. If I can yell at him, just like I, I'm going to yell at you the same way, then there's no favoritism. There's nobody who nice. don't feel welcome. See what I'm saying? So it's it's just stuff like that, bro. Like, what you telling what you telling the rest of them? And then, okay, Kawhi is a two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, but what else? What has Paul George really done where he thinks he can get that kind of stuff Come on, too? man. And then let me tell bro, you got to go watch him on all That's the So I got to. I definitely season. got to. I, I saw one. I mean, bro, you sent me a snippet. I didn't get to see the full thing, but I saw some. Go read my comment on there. You'll see. Like, <laughs> he bogus. said, like, uh, Coach Doc wasn't using him the right way. He was using him like Ray Allen and, like, 
blamed everything on everybody. Yeah, but come on, man. That's all. Hey, you, you know, you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta repeat it because it gets me hot every time I listen to it. Like, or think about it, bro. Like, so basically, what his moral of the story is, bro? They didn't win the finals like they were expected to because, which is a valid excuse, but they didn't win like everybody expected them to because they made the team mad late. And they didn't even get to go through training camp. And he didn't get to f- have a full year of wor- a workout like he normally did in the past seasons because he came off a oh shoulder gosh. surgery. Excuses, bro. And, and like you said, exactly. And then like you said, he used Dark Rivers using him as Ray Allen. And he said he needs to have the field for the ball. Sometimes he needs to play out of pick and roll. Sometimes he needs to just play with the ball. Like, so – all that. What do that got to do with you shooting the damn ball, hitting the side? Excuse my language. What do that got to do with you shooting the ball, hitting the side of the back, hitting the backboard from the corner? Come on, bro. Like, Doc ain't nah, got you shooting Not at all. You know? And like somebody said in the comments, and then I'll shut up, but you know, like somebody said in the comments, you threw Doc under the bus, but every time they was dogging you and, and throwing you under the bus, talking about why your name play off P, this and that, Doc That's... still had your back. You know what I'm saying? So... That just speaks on yeah, your Yeah, I feel bad for Doc, honestly. Exactly, bro. Like, you, you, you throwing Doc under there to save yourself. Whole time, you let Doc down. So, you know, it is what it is. They had a rough season, but we'll see. They right. do the yeah, it's going to be different, man. I don't think the locker room's going to be acting like uh, quite like that write-up we were reading today, to put it that way. Not at all. Not at all. And that that write up, that told me a lot about what Doc Rivers was trying. I see what he was trying to do as a coach, but you messed up big time. And then, um, you know, it just showed me how for sure. I mean, we know it's a superstar driven league, but dang, I mean, these they can't be making every decision for the team, like to personally gain from it for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not. It's a team sport. It's a team sport at the end of the day. You can't have individuals within a team environment. Exactly. So, I mean, I know Ty Lue ain't with that for sure. Like, he butted heads with Kyrie and LeBron. And let me tell you, if you're willing to, to be a new coach and, and butt heads with your with your two stars. You're about it. Yeah, you ain't about worried it. about nothing. You, exactly, bro. Exactly. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see for what sure. comes with that. Yeah, sure. bro. Mr. I excuse uh, he is really acting up, man. I that's Vegas's boy, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Talking about oh, he come off all these injuries. Yeah, okay. So we'll see. One more thing about the NBA, real quick. We've seen today the third ball brother, Langelo Ball, did sign a one-year, like non-negotiable, non-guaranteed deal with the Detroit Pistons. Hey man, that's, like you said, what you said earlier, that man, uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Jackson, yeah, Mellow Balls manager, you know trainer, he, yeah, he he's from the that. Detroit area. He's from Detroit. He and LeAngelo and Lamelo have been training in Detroit the past three to four months during this whole COVID quarantine stuff. So he definitely got Jello's foot in the door in some sense. He had to have, and like we've talked about multiple times on the pod, like. Jello, yeah, he's not as athletic as the other two. He definitely isn't built like the other two. But he is a, he's a basketball player. He's a professional basketball player. He has dominated at every level he's ever played at, whether that was Chino Hills High School, 
whether that was Lavar's league, whether it was in Lithuania, like he is a bucket. He just needed the opportunity. And now that he actually had that ankle surgery, he's finally quote unquote fully healed. I mean, I'm excited to see what he does, man. I hope he just gets an opportunity to actually play, whether that's within the G League, whether that's within the actual Detroit Pistons system. I mean, Lavar Lavar Ball man, won you know. at the end of the day. That's all I'm gonna say too. Everyone was hating on this dude for years. <laughs> now he really got three sons in the highest level of basketball. He don't gotta work. He's chilling. Bro. Even he don't even gotta run triple B no more. He don't even got to run triple B no more because of the fact he got boys that he made, even if they are under contracts with other people. His kids is going to spoil him because of the fact that's their dad. He yeah, believed in him when nobody there, else man. did. Come on, man. And, you know, like you said, he won at the end of the day. Give him his flowers while he's still here. That man, people was mad because he had a loud mouth. So what? Because you think about it, he had a loud mouth in the media. You got a loud mouth at your kids, right when you're uh, fifth, sitting on the bench, game, sitting in the stands, talking about talking about your kid is this and that, and they can't even hit the the, the net. And you talk about what they should be. So stop being mad at, at somebody who's trying to, you know, bring positivity to their kid and and do the same thing that an agent would do for their kid. And like he said, what you want me to do? Let somebody wash my kids up and then throw them back to me when they ain't. Yeah, never that, bro. You know, so, you know, shout out to Joe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, bro, that caught me off guard because, you know, everybody knows on the pod I'm a big uh, BV fan for sure. So, like, a bunch of of people were sending me all the tweets, all the information (laughs) on him joining the the Pistons. I was like, dang, like, I normally can kind of, yeah, I can see some of the stuff coming out. I didn't see this one. This was in left field for sure. So, hey, man. Shout out to Joe, yeah, man. He's in the A. All three Ball Brothers are in the A. Maybe they'll maybe they'll link up one day. Respect but it. if they don't, they're all in. They're all in oh, the well. professional, the highest level of professional basketball. So crazy. Yeah. Shout out to the Ball Brothers, yes, man. Shout out to Lavar. Yeah. Shout out to Tina, because you know oh, she's yeah. pushing every day oh, too. Yeah. So you know, man. Shout out For to sure. all them, man. They deserve. So it. I know we're. This is a pretty long episode, bro. But we do have a few more things to talk about. We won't go too, too crazy into detail over the next few things. Just want to touch on some college basketball stuff. And then your boy uh, fighting Jake Paul. But uh, <laughs> just with the college basketball stuff real quick. And it's a longer episode, like we said, because we haven't been here in a couple of weeks. Um, some real ones with two in, bro. That's hard. I, I mean, we know college basketball is back. There's been a bunch of initial games, opening tournaments, a lot of changes due to COVID. I mean, who have you seen thus far that kind of caught your eye? Players, coaches, anybody? I can say for sure Jalen Suggs, freshman point guard in Gonzaga. That dude is – he is elite. He said it for me. I mean, dude was a, a two-sport star in high school, football and basketball, but he was getting a lot of slack for going to Gonzaga. He's like the first five-star recruit to go there in a minute. But he is fitting in greatly over there in Gonzaga. You answered it for me. I mean, they already picking Gonzaga. He's a dog, bro. Like, he is a a very vital part to that team already as a very, very young point guard because he's smart with the ball. He sees everybody on the court. He can get his own basket, but he also doesn't force nothing either. Right, for sure. So, I mean, you know, 
He played like he's he already in the league, to be honest. Yeah. So I mean, it, it you already answered it for me. That's that's what I've really been I've been trying to keep up mm-hmm. with a lot of the blue bloods because they've been yep. the main ones on TV, of course. Uh but um of course I watch my favorite coaches, Penny, Jay Wright, yeah. Coach Cal, but Gonzaga definitely caught my eye because besides Jay Wright's team, um Gonzaga just their it's offense pretty. is just um yes, they run it perfect perfectively to where um even when it, they mess no, up. No, because can't if there's a mishap, because they they have like essentially a backup plan for that mishap, you know what I'm saying? So if it does happen, they know what they're going to kind of bounce back to. So it it really doesn't matter. Like they let the game come to them. They let the game flow throughout their offensive sets. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And he's right. the lead guard as what an 18 year old kid. Mm-hmm. At a, at a program that, you know, everybody didn't was questioning mm-hmm. he, why, why he went there. And, um, if he went it, he'll it's it's him and Kate Cunningham at Oklahoma State. Those two are just on a different level than a lot of these guys playing collegiate ball right now, and they're two freshman point guards, which is crazy. Yeah, I was just gonna say him combo guard Arizona State. Obviously, had a lot of hype out of high school. They unretired James Harden's number thirteen for him. I mean, he's been putting up big time numbers, and he's. Him, I, um, I like DJ Stewart out yeah. of Duke. He didn't look too good last night, but he, he has a lot of upside. He reminds me of a Tyrese guy. Maxey type guard. Mm-hmm. I see that. And um, you know who else everybody's sleeping on? Bro, oh yeah, Zaire Williams for sure, bro. Will Jeffries, bro. bro. Honestly, we talked. We had a pretty big segment on him a couple. I mean, it's months ago now. But kid out of Erie McDowell, close to us back sure. home, freshman forward for Pitt. I mean, this guy—he's the second youngest player in the NCAA right now. He's—he's he's not starting, That's but crazy. I think his minutes are going to keep creeping up and up and up until he does get into that starting spot. He's an athletic wing that can do it all yeah. on both ends. So, and what—what's up with your boy Sharif Cooper, yeah. man? Man, free him, man. I don't know, bro. I'm hoping he could get free, but. It's crazy. I mean, the NCAA, they got to – we talked about it multiple times, man. They got to they gotta make up their mind with this bull. You know, they'll be really losing kids, and, you know, they'll really lose – I mean, like we said before, you never really lose the establishment because of the fact, you know, people ain't all – everybody ain't right. good enough to go overseas and play. But, um, you know, I don't know, bro. I'm hoping he can come back and Me play. Me too, man. Sure. I mean, time will tell, but – if not, he's he's gonna figure it out. That's a very talented kid. The reason the reason he's, he's even in regardless. this little mess is because his dad is an agent. And well, Isaac Okoro. Right? Okay, so that's right. That but I was even gonna get to like if this yeah. don't work out, he can't play at Auburn. I'm sure his dad's gonna be able to find him a very nice spot, whether that's overseas, whether that's within the G League, like it's gonna work out for the kid as long as he puts the work in, which I think we both know he is. So, and now, bro, to cap it off, one last thing: Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. I mean, we've seen the ending, we've seen the memes. I mean, bro, oh, I like, still see the. Memes. I feel for Nate, bro. I do. 
I bro, know. I do. Not. I mean, this guy he went in, he went in swinging crazy and just. <laughs> Did you watch the fight? Like he was, Come just, on, man. he was just hugging that yes, big Paul bro. dude. Like he he looked like a little kid trying to fight. <laughs> like it was just a street fight, and that's kind of the difference between a dude that obviously yeah. clearly didn't appropriately train versus a guy that is. I mean, Jake Paul's not a top tier pro boxer, but he is a professional boxer at the end of the day. <laughs> Whoever trained that man. <laughs> Don't need to call but no, no more. only trained offense, bro, and the that. offense was just running at him crazy and trying to swing. I could have <laughs> did that, bull, and got knocked out. And then to top it off, bro, the man was off the Yeah, it looked cold. bad. Like, and, it, like, what he was come saying, on, like, I'm, I'm fighting for my kids. I'm fighting for come the on. NBA brotherhood. Like, oh, come on, it's so cringy, like, bro. Like, like. You act like Antonio Brown right now because, like, you're saying bull crap that don't make no sense. Like, you're talking about I'm fighting to prove I'm the best athlete in the world. How the hell one boxing match going to prove that? You act like you want to beat Floyd Mayweather. It's just – I'm not going to remember <laughs> Nate Robinson for that. I'm not going to let myself. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to remember it just because of the fact you the second dude out there that promised something yeah. and made yourself I mean, look bad. Adrian Broner, I'm a whoop many pack. It just proves, bro. Whooped. Like, yeah, yeah, like he he is a top tier athlete, right? Played in the professional NBA. He was a very uh, highly touted football player in college as well. But like, there's levels to stuff, bro. I mean, bro, he was undersized. Man, he was undermatched. He never easy. boxed before, but still, like. But this makes me wonder, was that a rig, though? Or was that for real? Because, like, like I brought up, like I said, <laughs> bro, he was sitting up there. This man was dogging Adrian Broner. He, he even dogged Adrian Broner, G. He said, I'm not about to be like yes. Adrian Broner and put it on my hood and lose. And then you go in and say, like, Adrian Broner, I'm going to whoop him. And y'all both. And then you just get so stole now you like him. Like, bro, you get stole oh. crate in the forehead. <laughs> Bro, like, was that, like, you've seen his videos, though? Like, his offense. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was just running. Like, I mean, I know, like, the adrenaline's pumping. Like, you just want to get out there and beat this dude. But, like, it did not look right, man. It didn't. Gee, I I, I cried so hard laughing, bro. I can't even speak right now because I get started again. But it's, it's, it's amazing, bro. And all these people talking about Black Lives Matter. And that Black Lives Matter ain't got nothing to do with it. Oh. Uh, they ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> got knocked out, bro. Three times, three yeah. Times. Fell down three times. Last time did not get up. Gee, this man. They got a Nate Robinson. But I know. <laughs> if, you, if you search on Twitter, you'll find <laughs> endless memes, endless tweets. You can be scrolling for hours just laughing crazy. Bro, they and then they mad at the baby because he was up there <laughs> doing the uh, Nate Robinson oh, no. challenge with Jake Bruh. Paul. Yo, I, I now crazy. that this happened, I either want to see. I mean, I like to see both things, but at least one of these things. I either need to see Nate train more and fight this cat again in a more respectable way, or two. These cats play one on one and let Nate just dog him, and they can kind of be even. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, man. Man. <laughs> they said that that's crazy, G. Because somebody well, said that to... right after he got knocked out, they was like, 
They said I'm so mad right now. They need to wake Nate up right off that mat and tell me to go check it up. Honestly, bro. Ah, bro, come on, man. Like, I... this is crazy, bro. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna harp on it for too long. For sure, for sure. Enough, man. But you know, man, we gotta we gotta appreciate it. For sure. Nah, this, this was this, probably our best you know. episode yet, honestly. Sure. Just based off the free flowingness yeah, of it man. all. So shout out to y'all if you did tap into yeah. the entire episode. If you reach this point, you definitely gotta reach out to us through the DMs. Yeah, reach out to us, man. Say one. you tapped in. Uh, GZ Hoops on Twitter and Instagram, Breaking Barriers Training on Twitter and Instagram. And we got to give a shout out to Anchor for always putting our stuff out. And we're excited for this episode to be dropped, man. Episode 36. 36 and counting, man. We, I mean, we ain't stopping, bro. So, you know, we appreciate everything. Yes, sir. Glad to be back. Yes, sir. Glad to have yes, you sir. back, my boy. Let's drop it. 